This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to The Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland. Today, I get the honor to uh, interview Don Saladino. Don, how we doing, man? Awesome, brother. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's awesome to have you on here. So you are a trainer. You were just telling me it would be, what, 21 years this year in New York City? Yeah, I've been a strength coach for 21 years, but I opened my club, Drive 495, about um, – we're going on 15 years open. So at least it's been about 16 years. So That's awesome. No, it's, it's been That's a good run. Really awesome. Well, we're excited to have you. You've got some amazing clients that uh, you have worked with for many, many years. And so I, I was looking at this on your website just so we can give some uh, – some credibility here because there's a lot of people can say they're a trainer. There's a lot of people can say they are, uh, you know, doing the things that you're doing, but you know, it takes, I'm going to turn my TV off there. Uh, it takes a lot to build a client list like Ryan Reynolds, uh, yep. Blake Lively, Jake Gyllenhaal, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Lieb Schreiber, the PGA pro Morgan Hoffman, Hugh Jackman, Cindy Crawford, Scarlett Johansson, Michael J. Fox, and the list could go on and on and on, but that's amazing, man. Yeah, it's been, it's been, um, it's been wild. I mean, I started, um, with my club and, you know, I was always a strength coach, but I started working a lot with golfers, um, over 15 years ago. And so I've always lived in this world of performance physique. Like part of me was a strength coach and the other part of me was, you know, obviously into aesthetics training and working yeah. with physique competitors, et cetera. So, I mean, I think that's kind of what got it started for me was, you know, not necessarily leaving the golf world, but understanding that, you know, there's a lot more to go around in this world. And um, I think my success cl uh, really climbed in both areas and, um, yeah. but just probably a lot more in this area because there's a lot more room for growth. And listen, I mean, I, I, I ran down to launching a digital business and, you know, doing a lot of online work and, um, you know, writing for magazines and, you know, just, it, it's really been, it's really been awesome. So yeah, the, the clients have been great and they've been such a blessing, but you know, my staff, my team here. I mean, that's what I feel most fortunate to have. That's, that's amazing. So talk to us about that journey though. Cause you don't just, you know, overnight be like, Oh yeah, you know what? I'm going to go, you know, get one of the largest, uh, you know, celebrity A-list movie stars and be their coach. So this certainly didn't happen overnight. Uh, you've been working your hind end off. I mean, day after day after day. So talk to us about that journey, man. Talk to us about that grind. Yeah, listen, it's, it's a, it's a process. I mean, that's probably the most, uh, the thing that a lot of these young coaches out there who've been doing this three to five years, you know, they'll call me and how do you get that client base? I'm like, well, do you want to work with celebrities? Do you want to make money? Do you want to be happy? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? I think everyone automatically thinks that, oh, celebrities. No, this is about running a business. Like you have to support your business. And if the celebrities don't want to pay, then you can't support your business. Fortunately, I've always worked with celebrities and um, actors call what you want that, I don't even look at them as they're a celebrity. It, yeah. People will refer to them as celebrities because that's what they are. I mean, I'm, I'm training human beings. I'm, I'm, the reason why I built that book up is because I'm, I'm good at what I do. 
And if I wasn't good at what I did, I wouldn't be able to get progress in a period of time, or I wouldn't be able to help, you know, set up a team, you know, a team's led by, you know, Dr. Charlie Weingroff, my head PT. And, you know, it, it starts from the top from him, from him and I, and it trickles down. So, you know, I, I think it's really about developing a community and it's about, you know, offering people a service. And if you're able to do a good job, that service, it's like that line, if you build it, he will come. If you, a lot of these young coaches out there, they don't want to put the time in and they think, Oh, I'm doing 40 hours a week and I've been doing it for a year or two. Guys, I've been doing it for 21 years. Right. You know, I, I, I started Not 40 working hours a week. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was doing sick. I, I mean, when I was training heavily, I was doing 50 to 61 hour sessions right. a week. And that's not, a, and even now, like, yeah, I train a lot less, but you know, I'm, 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 I'm owner. I'm, I'm part owners in five different brands that are all doing really well. I, I have my second digital platform that I launched. I have my second brick and mortar club. Like there's a lot of stuff that has been very successful and I failed miserably with. And I think people are just afraid to take risks and they just, they're all reading self-help books. They're, you know, I mean, Tony Robbins, great, but like, listen, trust me, Tony wasn't sipping cream tea and taking cold plunges when he was, you know, poor and living out of a box. Yeah. Right, but that's right. like young people will start reading that. And they're like, Oh, I got to be like Tony. I have to right. go into a cryotherapy chamber, you know, every day. And I have to meditate for no, no guys. Like he got there. Like don't expect to have to be there when you're waking up at three thirty four in the morning. And guess what? It's going to happen for a lot more than a year. If you want to be successful. Amen to that. That's what uh, the circuits of uh, the circuit of success that we're on right here, right? Is attitude, your beliefs and your action ultimately get results. And so that what you're saying right there is exactly in line with what I talk about is your actions. You can have the best business plan in the world, sip the green tea, do the meditation, which I do the meditation. I love that stuff now, but that's not yeah. what's got me where I, where I am. Right. It was the, the action. Meditation to get up is the not, there is, there is something, uh, it's like hard work is suddenly looked at as like, Oh no, like you got to work smart. I'm like, guys, you gotta work smart, but you gotta work hard. Like you right. gotta put those hours in. You have to, one thing that I did growing up, and uh, growing up in this business and even to this day is like, we'll, we'll give away comp sessions. Like, right. like if, if I have a big time client of mine sending s someone in, like I'm not sitting there running me their membership prices by them. There's a, there's a trust. Like Ryan Reynolds is sending a client in or even, you know, one of my other uh, clients that are paying us money, but maybe you wouldn't recognize their name. We're, we're doing that session for free. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're just saying, guys, come on in here, see what we have to do. There's no strings attached. Yeah, see what we're about. And, yeah. And see what we're about. And if you really trust in your ability, then you can do that. If you know you're good, you can do that. Any coach I've ever met that nickels and dimes on a session, nickels and dimes on membership price yeah. is so focused on the penny. They're not successful. They're not going to do what they, what they need to be doing. That's right. So talk to us about like the Ryan Reynolds, for example, because you know, people know him. So we'll, we'll not to keep picking on those guys, but what, what do you find that's different about them? And, you know, John Krasinski, I, I didn't even know that, but I love his show. Um, I've been watching the uh, – oh, Jack Ryan. And, you know, those, those guys are different, right? So what are you seeing that they do or your top business owner clients do when they come in and see you versus maybe everybody else? I, I think – and I, I hope this isn't an insult to most people. I just think that they're smarter. I think they understand that when they have a task at hand or they have a job, they are committing themselves to that job mm. and they're not filling their day with things that are going to distract them. Now they have things in their day, like their families that come priority. But you know, I always used to use this line, throw ball, balls in the air, which means give yourself opportunity. But it comes to a point where you got to stop throwing balls in the air because that's going to completely dilute what your bread and butter is. 
Right. And I do see this out there that, co- and listen, the number one complaint, oh, I don't, I don't have time for social media. I'm so busy training people, you know, every day to 10 hours. I said, well, good for you then. Then, then, you, then you're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> like, right. like you're not exactly. going to build your digital business. You're going to be stuck 10 years from now training people. And if that makes you happy, then fantastic. It makes you, it makes you happy. Yeah. But if you want more out there, you got to really understand that taking a step back to take a step forward is something very normal. I gave away my client book probably five or six times. Many people mm. don't want to do that. When you have a Hugh Jackman, you're not going to sit there and say, oh, I want to give more. Yes, like, like you part ways with these people and then you develop a new client roster, one, because you're good, but two, because you also understand that to commit yourself to doing a project or doing something you need to do, you can't be half in, half out. You have no. to dive in. And that's what I found with some of the most successful people in the world is when they have you know, some, like Calvin Klein, I worked with him for, for, for years. There was a time he was telling me that he didn't know if he was going to make it, that he was sleeping on his, you mm. know, office. Joe Harwitz, the founder of Tommy Hilfiger, you know, uh, was saying to himself, what am I going to do if I lose everything? And then they hit this moment of like success beyond anything someone can understand or, or imagine, but they were all in. No, most of the people out there listening to this, they don't understand what it means to be all in on something. Right. They want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to wake up and meditate and drink green tea for an hour and a half every morning, but they're complaining that they're not getting their work done. Well, come on, man. You got to put, you got to put the car before the horse. That's right. So what was that? And it was one of my questions I was going to have. And you just said there that Tommy Hilfiger's the world talking about that stuff is, you know, it always seems like somebody's like one, one small decision away from just blowing the whole thing up. Right. And so what was that aha moment for you? Do you recall where you're like, all right, you know, I already cut the cord, sink the ships, all that kind of stuff. But what was it for you that, that was the game changer, do you think? I've just said, no, it's not one thing. I mean, it's several things. I mean, I, I've had so many six, um, I've had so many projects that I d- dove into saying to myself, oh my God, this is it. Like, you know, going into business with, I went into business with Dwayne Wade and Adrian Peterson and Ernie Els. And I, la- I launched a best in class app. I, I launched one of the first, um, you know, sports apps out there called driven. You know, I raised a million five in a week and I started this digital platform that was to this day, something you, you would never have seen, but we were missing an ingredient. And as quickly as I rode that roller coaster to the top, I rode it even faster down. And when you start getting involved in projects like that, you think something's going to be a shoe in. Um, it reminds me of the coach that was working for me for years and they think they can go do it better on their own. You know, in the back of your head, you're like, right. you know, God, you haven't paid your dues yet. You don't understand. This is really hard. Like, like you can have eight failures. And if you have that, that ninth one's a success, everyone's going to, you know, start pointing at you as that you're that monster success, but they're not right. recognizing those eight failures. So I don't think it was one specific thing. I think it was having to recreate my business drive from a golf performance facility to just general performance. I think it was my company driven that I launched that, you know, we had to exit from and not by choice. I think it was uh, Drive 443, my, my second gym that I acquired to get involved in the group training space. And, you know, we took it to about a break even, but wasn't nearly as successful that I hoped for. And these were all learning experiences. I go on and on. But, you know, I remember those. And those are what molded me into the position I'm in today. Like, I took risk. You know, I, I put my head on the line. And, you know, I made a lot of, you know, decisions now that I would probably, you know, choose to, you know, make differently. But, Man, those those are really what helped me get to where I am today. But not failures if you learn from them, right? I mean, it'd be different if you did the same thing over and over, right? But you you well, did tell, tell it to your investors. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, wait, you're gonna another, do that again? Yeah, no, no, no. Listen, I mean, I mean, a failure is a failure. You can learn from it, but trust me, if I can go back and 
learn yeah. from those mistakes really easily without having to spend a bill five on it. I would have done that. Yeah, yeah I would have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, so, uh, let's, let's spend some time talking to our listeners today. A lot of successful people, uh, either running companies or running their families, whatever it may be. Um, I want to talk about working out, exercise, movement, whatever we want to call that. But also, let's, let's talk a little golf, right? So, here in the Midwest, right, we're not doing a lot of golfing right now. Weather's mm-hmm. bad. So, what, what are we doing right now to get ready for golf season? What's, what's the, uh, what's you know the workout, what? Don? Golf, golf performance for me, I mean, it, Charlie Weingroff and I used to refer to it as, as golfish. It was, it was, you would see a lot of these golf performance coaches, and they would have to design specific exercises that look like you were in five-iron posture. And you were, you know, emulating the turn and everything was very golfish. And what we found out probably about a decade ago was that golf performance is about creating a better athlete for the, for the golf swing. And every golfer that we work with, I just came, you know, from upstairs earlier, we were shooting, you know, a golf video with our, with our director of performance upstairs. And um, it's amazing. I mean, once you golf performance to me is a, a golf fitness coach, understanding the golf swing and being able to work with that, you know, um, golf instructor and with that you collaborate and you understand through your whatever whatever screening that you're running the golfer through you know and whatever inefficiencies that golf pro sees in the player then you guys collaborate and you're able to put together a program but like anything else i mean you got to have you know internal rotation of the hips you have to have a strong core you have to have good external rotation of the shoulders good thoracic extension um you have to have good stability. You have to have good transition. There's all these separation, upper and lower halves. There's all these things that the golfer has to have. But even if you correct these things, it doesn't mean you're not going to have those problems in the golf swing. I mean, now there's this neurological thing going on where you have to teach the person, well, we, we, we found all this lost positioning. Now we got to teach you how to use it. And that in itself takes time. So, you know, it cracks me up sometimes because I'll get a calls from golf coaches and they're like, oh, you know, he needs more hip mobility. And you know, I'll be like, well, I'll send a video over. Can you send a video over of uh, the player getting in the position you want him to in slow motion? Yeah, they can do it in slow motion. I said, then they're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screen them, but their hip mobility is probably fine. If they can get the exact <laughs> slow motion that you require them to do to get into, the answer is they can get there, can't they? They just can't get there in real-time speed. So we have to now start implementing more speed. So I'll come in, I'll, I'll teach them how to become a better athlete, but a lot of this is on – those hours and hours of right. up and not reps. Yeah. So what, what role do you play in that? I mean, they coming in there. I mean, I know every client's different, obviously. And somebody's getting ready for a movie or they're getting ready for the golf season. Are, are they with you every day, three times a week, five times a no, week? I mean, listen, I've got 10 coaches working for me now. So, you know, I've got 10 coaches. We're running a great, um, uh, mentorship program. It's ran by my head coach, Cody Benz. I have a head golf pro here. Uh, Mark Braziller, uh, we've got probably, I don't know, anywhere from 10 to 15 golf pros rotating throughout wow. here um, in a, in a calendar year. Swing. They're not doing the fitness side. They're actually teaching you oh. the swing. No, we all, we, all work, we all work together, and that's okay. part of it. That's part of the experience is, is working together. But I think the thing that I've realized throughout the years is that, man, and you just keep getting reminders, everyone is different. When I say everyone's different, you can have someone come in here with spinal fusion and suddenly the rules are getting thrown out and the so-called PGA Tour standards you're not paying attention to. And does kinematic sequencing really have hold its weight in that now? Or are you just trying to do your best to make sure that you're able to generate some speed out of that individual that, you know, can't flex or extend their spine, you know, um, and they're struggling to rotate. So 
you know, I, I think that's, that's what I do enjoy about it is that everyone's different, but that's golf. I mean, in general fitness, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's tenfold because everyone's coming in here with a different project, a different time frame. I have a month, I have four months. Um, I have a budget. I don't have a budget. It's, it's, you know, it, it's always different. Um, and dealing with the stresses of life. I mean, that's, that's where things really get challenging, but that's what drives me. So you and I are going out to the golf course. What are you shooting today? What, what are you going to go out and make happen? You know what? I was, I was down to about a five, that's um, right. Beginning of the season, and actually made some good swing changes, and my scores kind of went up. My ball striking got a lot better. I ended up the season at about an eight, which you know isn't isn't great for me. But I felt really good about how I was hitting it. I just wasn't playing as consistently as I like to. So you know, my score. I mean, you know, I'll go low. My low for me will be a 75, 76, and I could post okay. some 85s as well. So, you know. <laughs> That's golf for you, right? Hey, but an eight, man, you can win some good money on an eight. I think it's fun. I'm a good eight. Cause I can get it done. Five's a little right. tough for me because right. five's, you know, right. five's a little tough. Exactly. But I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a good eight. So talk to us about weights versus movement versus stretching versus cardio. You hear that? Yeah. I, I mean, listen, yes, <laughs> we, you know, we need all of it. I mean, I just think again, how much are you assigning to someone? I think it all depends on what yeah. they're coming in here with and you know, what's the goal. I mean, when you, when you peel the layers back, the majority of the people who coming in here or in any gym, unless they're specific to a specific, uh, to, you know, a specific sport, unless they're a professional athlete. I mean, they all want to look better naked. They all want to have abs, you know, they, uh, they all want to move better as they get older. So I think yeah. it's just really finding out that balance of, you know, how much mobility. I mean, typically the mobility I like really blending into our warm up. So in the beginning of the session, it might be some breathing, uh, um, you know, you know, some foam rolling, some breathing, a good dynamic warm up. Spending you know ten minutes on all of that. You know, not okay. too long, but to the point where we're assigning in there. We we love using a jump throw carry as you know our um, as really our, our primer. That's kind of what's restore uh, um, restoring a lot of that loss of loss of athleticism. And then you know the uh, kind of the crux of the of the routine really depends on whatever the goal is. Um, you know, are we, are we focusing mainly on strength and power? Are we focusing on hypertrophy, more endurance? I mean, really, that's when things will kind of, you know, this, the design of that will change. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll finish yeah. with some energy systems work. But again, that really comes down to how much stress is this person dealing with? Right. You know, what's their, you know, what's their schedule like? What's their sleep like? And then that's when we can really start, you know, catering to that individual. But yeah, you know, we're going to be using with our 2.0 version when we're, when we're launching our new club um, in the next several months, we're going to be um, measuring readiness when we come in here and Charlie, myself and Cody Benz have put together a pretty incredible program. And we're really going for more of a bespoke model now, rather than a lot of these spots are trying to be more universal with the semi-private training and, you know, the group training, um, fortunately, because of our clientele, we can focus on the individual. We don't need yeah. to cater to a thousand people. We can cater to two to 300 people. So we're just going to go super high performance. And that's the way that we like it. I like it. So let's, uh, let's take the guy like myself. A lot of people listening to this are like me either. You know, you go to work all day, you're in an office setting, you, um, you know, go home, you run to kids events. And I know you got children yourself. I've got four kids and it's just, it's, where do you find the time, right? And I know some people say, well, get up early, get up at five in the morning. But if you're like me, I don't like getting up at five in the morning. And so I got to put it into my day. Uh, I'm not always the best at it, but I add it somewhere in my afternoon or right before I go home. So what are you finding that best workout for? If I just want to stay as I am, maybe somebody wants to lose a little bit of weight. Maybe wants somebody just wants to have more movement flexibility. What are, you, what are you telling them? You know what? I don't think, I think the misconception is that we need 16 to 90 minutes a day. I mean, if someone was able to give me right now three days a week, 
of just moving. When I say just moving, I mean 30 minutes. It's coming in at maybe a 10-minute dynamic warm-up and a 20-minute full-body workout. No cardio. You're in and out. Um, that's plenty. And I think the other days, you could turn around and be conscious of your movement. Like, are you taking the stairs or are you taking the elevator? Yeah. Are you throwing when, when your son asks you to have a catch, are you going to go do it? Are you going to make a rule and say, anytime he asks me or she asks me, I'm going to go do it? Yeah. And I think there's things you could start doing now, maybe family walks, maybe on the weekend now, are you going to design some family time where you can do some activity? You know, we'll, you know, we'll uh, take the kids hiking and then we'll take them for ice cream after, which seems completely you know, counterintuitive to, you know, Whoa, why are you doing that? You know why? Because it's fine. Like, like that's another thing. Parents will call me up every day and they're like, well, what do you have your kids eat? I'm like, you know what? When we're home and when we're cooking, which is a lot, we're, we're, we're using better food sources, but don't think I'm not taking my kids to Wendy's. If they're getting out of a hockey practice. I love to hockey, hear it. Yeah, but you know what, man? It's like we all got to relax about this. Like we, we grew up eating a lot of this stuff. And I, and I, I really have a theory that if we're, if we're so anal about every single thing we put in our kids' bodies, I've seen too many of them no, rebel. And I really think that if you can kind of go 80-20 with them where most of the week, you know, it's a healthy breakfast and they're eating a cafeteria lunch and you're able that the snacks are healthy and when you're eating at home, it's healthy. You know what, man? If they're like my son, they had play practice. Last night he had play practice and he literally left play practice on a Sunday from 10 a.m. to I think it was 5 p.m. And he had a hockey game at 645. Like, right. All right, you're man, running like, through someplace. You're gonna run up to someplace, or you know, you're gonna heat him up some pasta, and and then afterwards, he wants, you know, he wants to have a piece of pizza. Like, I'm gonna let him do that. Like, I'm gonna let him. I also want him to start relating. He worked really hard. I want him to have joy and happiness. And sit down with me and, and talk, not where I'm, you know, choking down his throat, uh, throat brown rice pasta, and you know, um, you know, organic chicken and, and broccoli. It's like. Yeah, like there's ways we could trick them into eating that stuff, but I think people need to relax a little bit, you know? So how are you doing that though? Because obviously you're on, you know, the cover of fitness magazines and obviously ripped and, and uh, all the stuff that we'd like to have, but you're putting in the work clearly, but how much of the work is the food intake versus just the, you know, lifting weights? You know, it's really, it's funny. I mean, the, the weight training for me is the easy part. The cardiovascular, that's the easy part. The mobility, you know, I got in early this morning. I actually probably train two to three sessions a day. I don't train a lot anymore, people. But, um, you know, when I got a cancellation, so I just, I use it as a time to kind of get my body unwound because I had a hockey game last night and I was feeling tight. Yeah. So, um, for me, that's the easy part. I enjoy that. Yeah, you know, when I come to work, I pack my own meals. If I have to go to a client lunch or a client dinner, I don't bring my meal. You know, right. it's just... I, you know, 95% of the week, I'm really, you know, because I am in the work environment, I am controlling what I'm having. Um, I so like, sure what are you having I for put, lunch today? Um, I think it might be grass-fed beef with broccoli and maybe some jasmine rice or sweet potato. I got to look at that. I get confused because all my meals kind of look the same. So it's a protein <laughs> source. It's, it's probably close to two cups of veggies and it's a... Um, it's a starch of either like uh, sweet potato or jasmine rice. But, you know, I mean, I eat salmon, I eat chicken, I eat turkey, I eat grass-fed beef. I eat, you know, I, I try and get some, I try and mix the veggies up. And, but the starches are kind of what gets, not, not boring, but they need to be a little bit more boring because with the starches, um, I, I just, you know, I, I won't go to a restaurant and start ordering starches because they normally mix a lot of crap in them. I'll normally just go with a, a protein and vegetable. And if I do that, I got to make sure I get my carb from another time of day. So, which I, I you, uh, pre-cook all that stuff and just bring it in and warm yeah. it up in a microwave. Yeah. yeah. Easy, easy enough. I like it. 
I like it. Um, talk to us about breathing. Breathing before, during, after. How important is breathing in our just for yes. us as human beings? Yes, I, I, I mean, I know a lot of us, especially anxiety in the work environment, we just become very like high breathers. I like to refer to that, you know, we're always breathing up top into our chest. And I just, I the importance of getting that diaphragm to move, move. And I know, like, my goal every day is to wake up with um, some nostril breathing. You know, um, pretty much a six second you know, six second inhale, six second exhale and, uh, and a hold. And I'll run through series of that. And, um, you know, I'll do that, uh, when I wake up and when I go to bed, you know, sometimes it's not always perfect. I know some mornings like this morning when I'm playing late and I'm getting home, um, late, I'm showering, I'm eating, I'm going to bed, you know, it, it's, it gets difficult when I wake up that morning cause I'm trying to push the needle when it comes to sleep. So for me to do my breathing, laying in bed at four 30 in the morning, no, I wake up, I shower, I get my meal, and I and I go to work, and then I'll try and mix the breathing in another time. That's another thing, too. Like Sometimes the morning routine, it's just not in the cards, and if it's a right. difference between getting an extra 30 minutes of sleep or a morning routine, I'll get an extra 30 minutes of sleep and try and make it up at a break during the day. Just yep. I love I what you're in. saying because last week I just spoke to a group, and, and uh, I was talking about it's, it's enjoyment versus perfection. I used to beat myself uh, beat myself up. Oh, I, I ate well. I, you know, I read a little bit. I worked out, but I, you know, I didn't do this. Right. And then it like, you, you can almost make it sabotage your whole day. And so what I have found is though, if I can enjoy what I'm doing and work hard, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. And it seems like that's exactly what you're saying. A hundred percent. And even with food, like, like an owl, like I, you know, I prep for the cover of muscle and fitness. I prep for the cover of men's health, uh, the MH uh, 40 issue. Um, I've done plenty of preps and plenty of spreads and, you know, I have, I've, you know, I, I count macros. I've, I've not counted macros for video shoots. And, you know, I, I know when you start enjoying your food a little bit more, there's something really, there, there's a real positive response to your body and it doesn't have to be, and it's like with sets and reps. They're like, well, you know, I, I, I crack up sometimes because, you know, people will say, well, you know, we didn't have, you know, I'll throw some arms in some of my training programs just to kind of, right. you know, it, it, I still feel like there is a place to, to get a little bicep pump and a little tricep pump. And there's a whole other theory I, I have on that. But, you know, if it's not on a preacher bench, it doesn't matter. If, like, you don't have a set of dumbbells, relax. Like, it's fine. If you got three sets of 10 in that day because of four sets of 10, you're going to be fine. Like, this is all, you know, we've done, there's been all this research out there. But when you peel back the layers on it, it's like 10s, 12s, 15s, 8s. It's about creating tension. It's about you know, moving, you know, what's the best. I mean, and there's, and there's no set answers on any of this stuff because people have seen so many positive responses to different things. And, you know, if I'm someone who's been training strength for a long period of time and my body starts feeling crappy, then yeah, it might be really advantageous for me to just go to one arm and one leg and just out of nowhere, start training a higher repetition and more work capacity. And then out of nowhere, something that I haven't done in a while feels like the, you know, the new beginning for me. And that's, that's what the best thing about the human body is not only from a training response, but even a nutrition, nutritional response. People will turn around. They don't change their eating seasonally. They're, they're not like the winter time comes around the fall. I'm starting to do more broths and different shades of vegetables and starting to really kind of lean into the strengths of the seasons. And when you go to a restaurant, what's seasonal looking at what's seasonal on a menu rather than ordering what you always order, this sort of thing can really help with health and longevity, health and longevity. I like that. So also, what do you think about these apps right now? I want, I want you to talk about your app playbook. Um, but so talk about that versus are you seeing a big change in some people not even going to a gym anymore and doing a lot of stuff at home because of our cell phones and what we can do there? You know what? 
I mean, I'm personally not because I'm in the gym all the time because I yeah. I own one and and I'm I'm seeing membership climb. So you know, I'm 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 understanding that. I think this is going to be a place that you know the gym's not going to die. I mean, people like to see other people. People like yeah. competitiveness, camaraderie. They like the social aspect of it. Um, a lot of these gyms now, including mine, is really incorporating some great recovery modalities. Um, PT therapy, you know, physical therapy clinics inside them, strength coaches, you know, they're, they're really, really great, great stuff. I think what the apps have done is it, it definitely has given a solution. I think a problem out there is I'd say 90% of the product is just, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, it's not by coaches. It's not by right. trainers, it's not by people who have studied and made this, you know, even if they, even if they're new into the business, like practice what you preach is is one thing but actually understanding what you're assigning to people and i think that's the misconception that there's a lot of trainers out there that are just assigning what works for them and people are following what works for them and it doesn't because they're not taking into consideration specific factors or they don't understand that you know hip mobility is something that's going to drop on a client so why are you going to have them do that exercise? Why are you assigning that universally? And there's just, I'm seeing a huge disconnect in the quality of coaching out there and the fact that just because someone has a good body, they think they have a right to, uh, to you know, own a business right. where they're taking lives into their own hands, which I think, I, think, I think it needs to be stopped. I mean, people are getting hurt and I think it's really bad. Yeah, that's good. Talk to us about Playbook. Oh man, Playbook's awesome. So Playbook's a solution that, uh, that we came up with um, for the average Joe that would never have access to, you know, a place like my gym or, or have access to a coach like myself. And what we did, what I did was I took into consideration, um, you know, what are all the findings that I've had thrown at me over the last 21 years of my career? Um, what are a lot, what are the common inefficiencies? And, you know, and based off of that, a way that I came up with some really fun but safe programming that statistically is going to show you that, yeah, it's going to work. It's going to get into shape. But as we improve our general fitness, our movement should improve and we shouldn't be getting hurt. So most people will come to me, oh, I'm doing CrossFit. I'm doing this and that. Oh, how do you feel? Well, I'm looking better, but my shoulders hurt. My hips hurt. That's not, that's not training. That's not, that's working out. That's not training. It's completely mm. different. When you're training someone. It's something specific and you're trying to improve all qualities. Working out, anyone can do. That's just going and breaking right. a sweat. So I think that's so from a universal standpoint, there's not a, I honestly don't think there's a better product on the market. I mean, it's just something that's very safe and there's customer service and there's videos. I've got, I think over 500 videos in the library and you know, people can download this and they get updated with a new program every quarter. They get bonus workouts to where uh, their workouts that they're requesting if they're traveling or they want a beach workout. These are all safe, fun, but they're going to get some support from myself. So that's that's fantastic. And I got some fun challenges. I also have another, I've got my own DonSaladino.com program as well. And um, I'm going to be launching a lot more of my um, more challenges and more of the celebrity programs that we've been doing and um, more collaborations are going to be going off of that. So I got some fun digital stuff going on. I, I saw that. You saw you had something like the superhero contest or something, basically where I'm going to yeah. look like Ryan Reynolds in like six weeks and going to be on Deadpool. Is uh, that right? I wasn't Ryan. It wasn't Ryan, but it was, it was, it was, it was fun. I mean, you know, what's cool is a lot of the clients I'm working with, they understand the, uh, the influence that they have on people and they understand yeah. the positive response and they've been great. They, they want to help out. So it's been fun working with them. That's awesome. So what, what do you wish you could go back and tell yourself, you know, the, the 20 year ago, Don Saladino, what do you, what do you tell that guy or, or what, what advice you give him? You know, I think it's just trusting the process and, and just, you can't become a control freak 
and there's just certain things that you just have to just, it, it sounds, no one ever really talks about this, but you just kind of wake up some mornings and just say, listen, whatever the day has in store for me, it has in store for me. Like, you know, like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm heartbroken over Kobe, Kobe Bryant and, and, and his loss Terrible. and everyone's, everyone who lost their life in that chopper and his daughter. And trust me at 9am uh, yesterday morning, you know, Pacific time, they, they weren't even thinking about that happening. So um, you just don't know what the world has in store for you. And sometimes we just get so freaked out about controlling outcomes. And I think you just, I think you just go in and you got to be a good person. You got to trust in the decision making that you're making and you know, whatever the outcome is, you just can't control it sometimes. And I think right. just telling myself to relax and trust the process was something I would have done. So talk to us about your habits and rituals for the day. What's, what's a day in the life of, uh, of, of you look like? I know no, no day is the same, but typical days looks like what? Yeah. So typical day, I mean, I could wake up anywhere from 4.30 to say 6.15 in the morning. And that's, that's a typical work day. Um, whether my, you know, whether I'm doing some breathing in the morning, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the coin flip based on if it's really early or if it's the later wake up. But my day can be, um, you know, I'm always starting off with um, water hydration. You know, I'll, I'll start off with uh, some warm lemon water to get my, my digestive system going. Um, you know, I'll start heating up a meal on a skillet while I go upstairs and shower. By the time I come downstairs on low heat, I'll come downstairs and it's kind of, it's warm already. Can I interrupt um, you, you know, on that? So you, is that something that's already like everything's already, you know, kind of diced up, ready to rock? My clothes are laid out the night before. My sneakers are laid out the night before. My bags made the night before. My, my, my phone, my, my wedding ring, my, my chain, my everything is just laid in the same yeah. spot. So I'm very like. Yeah, but the food's the same way though? Yeah, same exact. I mean, my Tupperware's, actually all my Tupperware's laid out for tomorrow. So already. So um, it was laid out. So I had two stacks and I know meal one, it goes across. It's like meal one, meal two, meal three, meal four, meal five. And underneath it's the same. So I know that that's, that's, day, that's Monday or that's Tuesday. And then everything in bulks in the back where I can kind of, you know, prepare it. And are you um, doing that or you have people? Or, my, wife's, uh, my wife's a godsend. She's been helping me with that because <laughs> of, of, of a bunch of the businesses that we just launched. And I've been, I've been, uh, I've been fortunately very busy with work. So she's that's been awesome. taking care of that for me. So honey, I love you for that. So thank you. That's right. uh, but that's That's part of it though. It's, we're a team, you know, she's got the, she's got a job as well. She works for a not-for-profit group, uh, can, a cancer foundation. And she's raising two kids. We're, you know, we're raising two kids together. So, um, you know, that's, that's the most important job, but she's definitely there to, she does nothing but supports me. And uh, she helps me a lot with my digital content as well. So uh, she's, she's the best. That's awesome. So you got your food laid out, you get your clothes laid out, you get up, you do your breathing, you do your thing. Uh, Shower, head to work. It's the LIR, the Long Island Railroad. Um, That's a 50 minute train ride in where I start prepping my social media for the day. I start going through emails I'll come in, I'll train maybe two, max three clients, uh, meet with Kim, my manager, about some basic drive 495 stuff. She's been managing the club for 10 years, so she's handling a lot of the day-to-day for me. And then I have a handful of brands that I've been working with. You know, it's on running. I've been working with uh, Half CBD, Thrive Tape, Epicured, um, which is a medical food company, a tremendous company. And a Halo, which is a lemon water company. So I'm, I'm partners in every company. I'm actually uh, a, an owner, and for the exception of On Running, which I wish I was, uh, <laughs> Roger Federer just bought into that one. But I've been, I've been a great, they've been a great partner of mine for a while. And um, you know, it's doing a lot of the branding stuff, and in conjunction with the Drive, Drive 495. It's working with my new business partner, Randy Kane, on the on the expansion into the 2.0 model. 
Um, you know, we're, we're looking for space right now. We're renegotiating this lease as well. So there's a lot that has to go into this. So my, my days are filled. I got a, I got a movie premiere tonight with Blake Lively. She's been one of my clients for about 10 years and she's got a movie that's going to be premiere in Brooklyn. So she invited me. She's been, she always invites me to the premieres, her and her husband, Ryan. So I'll, I'll go, I'll check that out and I'll, I'll be late that's night. But tomorrow, that's tonight. So yeah. And then tomorrow I'm working from Long Island, which is nice. So today's like a long, you know, a pretty long day where I started at about 5.45, 6, and probably won't get home till 9. But tomorrow I'll wake up with the kids. I'll make them breakfast. I'll take them to school. You know, I'll go about – my day will be a little lighter, a lot more digital. Yeah. And then um, get them off the bus, hopefully, and whatever after-school activities they have will be great. So, oh, you know, awesome. it's, it's – um, you know, I do my best with that. But a lot of times the schedule gets crazy. i got to go to Atlanta this Thursday night with Ryan Reynolds, and um, I'll be there with him for two days. I thought I was going to California – um, for this um, huge company that was bringing me out for a project that they just, I think they're putting it off a week. So, you know, my schedule is fun. I'm on the road a decent amount, not a ton, probably once a month. So you're on the I, movie, I, the movie thing tonight. That won't be a late night. No, 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 no. I mean, the premiere will start at seven thirty. So no, I mean, right after I'm going to hop in an Uber and shoot back to Long Island. I mean, I'm not, uh, yeah, There's no, no, no after parties after a movie uh, premiere, huh? No, man. You know, I mean, most <laughs> of them too, they don't want to, they don't want to go to that. They all have families. Right. They don't want to get home. I mean, I get it. Right. That's awesome. Well, cool, man. So what, uh, where can our listeners find more of Don Saladino? Where do we find you, man? You know, go to Instagram. It's pretty simple. I mean, I have, you know, I have TikTok, I have Instagram, Facebook, but uh, Instagram, it's Don Saladino. And my, um, and my business Instagram handle is, um, you know, drive 495. Um, that's it. I mean, you know, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. It's all Don Saladino, but Instagram is kind of where I funnel a lot of the stuff awesome. through. And my, my, awesome. and my app, if you go to my Instagram page, you click on the link in my bio, you'll see a lot of my programs, my nutrition program. It's really great. Well, you're a great follow. So you, uh, you put out a lot of good content and uh, it gets you thinking, even if you don't do the exercise, like I think I'd break my arm if I did the one you put on there today, but. Oh, oh uh, yeah. That's the, the bent arm. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's for, uh, that's a little dance. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I broke my shoulder a number of years ago. I'm like, I think if I tried that, that thing may not work. You're not work. doing that. Yeah. But that's another thing too. Like we, we have to understand that a lot of the stuff you put up there, it's not for everyone. Yeah. And that, you know, if I'm putting an exercise up there, like a conventional deadlift, which seems like a really basic movement, it's not for everyone. And yeah. it doesn't mean because I'm doing it, it means you should be doing it. Or if you can't do it, you're a bad person. Like, yeah. no, like you gotta know your role, right? Yeah, but I mean, a good coach should bring a good variation to the table. Sure. And there's a lot of tools in the toolbox. And any yeah. coach that turns to you and says you have to do this isn't a good coach, in my opinion. Awesome. So again, back to that playbook real quick. So if somebody signs up for that, they pay a monthly fee. I'm assuming it's cheap. I mean, it's 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 almost too cheap. Um, it's 14 bucks a month, but but you you literally get your quarterly program. You get your nutrition service. You get. Uh, nutrition service, meaning your your nutritional program. Sorry, and you're I, telling I, me what to go buy at the grocery store too, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's, yeah. I, I go through all that, but you can ask questions and we answer them, which is great. So I've got myself and my team, and I'm overseeing all the questions. That um, you know, I, I just obviously don't have time to sit there and type all day, but we, yeah. we field all the questions, and I'll run through and I'll be like, answer this for that, answer that. It's just a lot quicker if I can verbally yeah. just you know, yell it out to my team. And um, yeah, that's been awesome. And, and um, yeah, no, it's. Um, celebrity programs occasionally weekly bonus workouts that we that we launch i mean really is it's it's a lot of fun awesome man well thanks for being with me on the circuit of success greatly appreciate your time i know you're a busy man awesome man take care best tune in next week for another episode of the circuit of success with brett gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network subscribe to the show on itunes Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. 
Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 